county jail The prison band was there, they began to wail The band was jumping and the joint began to swing You should have heard this knocked out jailbird sing that Welcome to today's Rockcast. I'm Pastor Heath along with Matt, the music man. And today we're talking about the king of rock and roll, Elvis Aaron Presley. I feel like for some reason you're going to step on my blue suede shoes today. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Elvis Presley, the king. Wow. His first hit was It's All Right. It's All Right Now, Mama. And that was his very first hit. Uh, I was hatched about 30 miles from Tupelo, Mississippi, so uh, the birthplace of Elvis. And uh, and so this guy really had changed uh, changed everything. I mean, he's he's still idolized and worshipped today, even though at uh, August of this year he'll he'll be dead as long as he was alive. Is that 40, right? Forty. He died at 42 years of age, and. And it was in 1977, and it'll be 42 years this August that he'll be dead. Wow. And he's making $100 million every year. His, it's bringing in $100 million. What a retirement. Uh, it's a great retirement plan. <laughs> uh, so many people love El- Elvis, and I know this is going to be a sacred cow uh, that we're going to slaughter today. And Elvis grew up, Assembly of God, grew up in a Christian home, sang a lot of gospel songs, one of the most tremendous voices the planet's ever heard. Let's right. face it. Yeah. Musically talented. Of course, got in trouble early on uh, with his Elvis and his pelvis, the gyrations, the straddling of the microphone. He was banned on the Ed Sullivan show. They only showed him from the waist up because the things he did with his body when the music came on was uh, inappropriate. Uh, you know, and, and of course, Elvis, when he was asked about what he did with his body when the music came on, guess what he said? I can't control what happens to my body when I hear or feel the music. Come on, Michael. Come on, Michael. Oh, goodness. So Elvis, let's talk about Elvis. Now, we're at the Rockcast. You know what we do? We talk about the spirit behind the music. Uh, What was the spirit behind Elvis's music? We know he sang a lot of gospel songs and, and did it better than anybody. But what did Elvis really believe? What really motivated him? And I know many of you are going to be shocked and devastated about what we're going to uncover. Because Elvis, he did not believe in the biblical Jesus. Elvis, even though he's raised in a Christian home, he's raised with solid theology about Jesus and salvation. His view of Jesus was more of a divine consciousness. And and I'm going to read a couple quotes from him in just a moment. Um, So he comes on the stage and, and he's... I mean, an instant star. I mean, instantly everybody's going crazy over him, and and he's he's worshipped and idolized. He's just a true showman. I yeah. mean, a true showman. Uh, yeah, a true entertainer. There's there's no doubt, uh, without a doubt, he is a true entertainer. So I mean, he had, of course, he had his music, and then he had his film career. He was in the military, right? right? 
and uh, a lot of his movies were you know military movies and you know they he was always the guy getting the whole you know all the tough guys to sing and, and get up on the tables and sing uh, with them. And, oh yeah, and uh, yeah, he he couldn't act, so they just said, "Let's let him sing his dialogue," because <laughs> <laughs> he could not act. Let's face it, he was there for looks and because he could sing. Yeah, and, and he, he did a ton he, of movies. He'd sell the song, uh, the the movie for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, he certainly did. So. Well, what, what did Elvis really believe? Uh, so many people are, are, are going to be disturbed and upset, I know, but we have to deal with the truth. We have to take the emotion out of it. So many people are emotionally moved. Elvis makes them feel something. I mean, still. And they're going to defend him, and they're not going to want to believe what we're about to say. Um, so hide the kids, cover their ears. If you're brave enough to listen to this rockcast, you know we're going to bust them out. So um, I can remember my dad listening to Elvis. I remember, uh, I remember a song. I don't know if he had a record, if it was a compilation or whatever. I'll never, I'll never forget as a kid, my dad listened to, I want to be your teddy bear. You know? And then, uh, of course, Love Me Tender. And, I mean, uh, of course, Jailhouse Rock is is the one that we opened up with. So... Um, his voice, it was soothing. It was, you know, there was just nobody like him. Yeah, he was, he was the cutting edge. He, he really was and, and labeled the king. So, uh, well, let's look at, uh, first of all, let, let's play. I want to play a song that you may or may not remember. If you're a true Elvis fan, you'll probably remember this. Uh, but Elvis sang this song um, and, he, and it was on TV, and he had his name in lights behind him in red. It was big red lights, and it said Elvis. And he sang this song called If I Can Dream. Listen to a little bit of the lyrics of this song. We're lost in a cloud with too much rain. We're trapped in a world that's So big, uh, big song for Elvis, and he talks about we live in a world that's we, we're trapped in a world that's troubled with pain, but as long as a man has the strength to dream, he can redeem his soul and fly. Now that sounds harmless. We do live in a world that's trapped in pain. We do need to figure out our problems. We do need to overcome things in this world. But the spirit behind this message is one of, of total new age. It's, it's theosophy, which is a fancy word for divine wisdom. And Elvis was a follower of the Theosophical Society. I don't know if he officially joined, but what he did is he took the, the traditional Christianity that he was taught early on and he replaced it with a, let's call it a Christ consciousness. Uh, he had a New Age guru, a spiritual guide, uh, Larry Geller. And Larry was his spiritual guide. Uh, he was his hairdresser, too. So, uh, And Larry said this uh, about 
Elvis and his beliefs. He said this, Elvis didn't think that Jesus was the only begotten Son of God. He thought that all people had Christ in them and had the same potential. So now, now listen to that. So he's saying that Jesus is not the unique divine Son of God. We all have Christ within us. And if we can redeem, we can redeem our own soul and fly. In other words, that you realize that you yourself have have a God in you, that you have that same potential. So totally, totally against what Jesus taught in the Scripture about him being the divine Son of God, God the Son. And and so Elvis Elvis said this. Elvis followed uh, a lady named uh, Helena Blavatsky, and she was a an occultist. She had a book called The Secret Doctrine, and, and she was into theosophy. And, and she said this. Listen to what she said out of her book at page 243 of The Secret Doctrine. She said this, Satan, the serpent of Genesis, is the real creator and benefactor, the father of spiritual mankind. And he was the first to whisper, in the day you eat thereof, you shall be as Elohim, knowing good and evil. Satan can only be regarded in the light of a savior. So here's what theosophy does, Matt. It takes it takes the idea that we we live in a, this world. It's, we're trapped, and and that's what it said in the song. We're trapped in a world with pain. Theosophy sees the creator as bad. He's trapped us in this material world. It's, it views Lucifer as the one who's enlightened, coming to enlighten us, to set us free from this material world. Sounds familiar. Yes, it does, doesn't it? She also said this in page 53 of her book, The Secret Doctrine, Satan is the angel who was proud enough to believe himself God and brave enough to buy his independence at the price of eternal suffering and torture. So here's here's what this Gnostic gospel does. It inverts everything. It takes Lucifer and makes him the Savior coming to enlighten us to say, hey, follow me. You have a God. Live. You'll be just like God. That was his lie in the garden in Genesis 3. You will know good and evil. You will be just like God if you follow me. And so they, they have God, the creator, Yahweh, Elohim. They have him as being evil. And so Satan has come as this light-bearing angel to set us free. Isn't that crazy? Elvis believed this. Elvis even read from her book from on stage. I mean, he, Madame Blavatsky is, is, I mean, this lady is completely wicked. Elvis read from her book. I mean, this is just crazy. And people don't want to believe this. But, but it. It's true. You know it's true. As Barney Five would say, you know it's true. Elvis, listen to this. Um, this is from If I Can Dream, Elvis's own story. This is written by Larry Geller, his uh, spiritual guru. Elvis claimed that his mission was to use his name and influence to initiate people into the spiritual world of which he was being used. He claimed that this voice, quote unquote, was using him as a channel to reach millions of people through the universal language of music. 
boy, there was a there was something using Elvis all right. Was it the Holy Spirit or was it an unholy spirit? Now, I know when Elvis sang Amazing Grace, I know when he sang all of those songs, all of those gospel songs that we know and love and we feel something, you think, oh, well, he, he, how could he sing those songs and not be a Christian? Well, just because you sing a song doesn't, doesn't mean you believe it. But for him to, to, to teach these things and to think that he was a channel to be used to indoctrinate people into the spiritual world, well, what is he indoctrinating them in? I mean, now, if he just sang gospel and never sang any of these other songs, that would be one thing. But, but he's, he knows that he's being used. He says, Elvis said that, that he's always sensed an unseen hand moving him. And what was Elvis's life like? It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. How do you know if someone's a Christian is by the fruit of their life? Elvis, his fruit is rotten to the core. Sing a great gospel song and then go sleep with a 14-year-old. I mean, when he met Priscilla, I mean, she moved in with him at 14. What do we call that when a grown man is with a 14-year-old? It's a crime. That's a pedophile. It's illegal. But Elvis gets a pass because he's Elvis. And so... (laughs) My lip went out when I did that. He he gets a pass. He finally married her just because of the public pressure, you know, of his his uh, image. So he finally marries her. But the Memphis Mafia will tell you that Elvis never stopped seeing other women. It it never with Priscilla. It never stopped. If you think it stopped, you're wrong. He never stopped being immoral. It was that was his lifestyle. Here's what Elvis said about what he believed. And uh, he said this, Elvis declared, someday in the near future, we'll see how these so-called ministers of God react as they see their worn out ways and their old age starting to crumble. They'll all get theirs. I can't wait till this new age comes. Now, what kind of quote is that? Elvis is attacking the traditional foundations of Judeo-Christianity and thinking that he's going to help usher in this new age where the old age is gone and the new age has come. That's the Antichrist trying to bring everybody together. And Elvis thought he was being used, and he certainly was by the Spirit, to bring people into this new age. Wow. I mean, this is, this is crazy. It's disturbing. I, I don't want to believe it because you want to see him as this you want to see him as this savior. You don't want to see him as this guy that, you know, and I know he rambled on a concert. Somebody screamed, Elvis, you're the king. And he was, oh, Jesus is the king. Plus tax. <laughs> you do that pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> he was out of his mind, drugged out, but he did correct somebody and said, no, Jesus is the king. But hey, okay, I'm glad he did that. But his life and his doctrine, what he really believed, was anti-biblical. I mean, it was. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You may not know this, that the night that he died, he couldn't sleep. And so what book does he grab? He doesn't grab the Bible. He doesn't grab the book of Psalms. He doesn't. He grabs a, a psychic book, sex and psychic energy or something like that, and goes to read it. 
as he goes to the bathroom, ends up dying that night. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's sad. What a tragic life. And, and what's really tragic is people say, well, well, maybe he was a Christian and, and he just, you know, God let him kind of fall apart and, and let him do his own thing and let himself destruct. Well, you know, I used to think that might have been the case, kind of like Samson, that he was just carnal and ended up destroying himself, but he was still, you know, he was still with God. And the more I've researched this and looked into this. Evidence isn't there. It's not there. It's not there at all. The Bible says in First John chapter 2, it says, this is how we know we've come to, to know him is if we obey his commands. First John chapter 2, interestingly, with First John, with his epistles, you know what he's writing to combat? Gnosticism. The Gnostics believed that matter was bad, spirit was good, and it didn't matter, pun intended, what you did with your body because it was already bad, and it was the spirit that was good. And so you could be super spiritual, and it didn't matter what you did with your body. Isn't that convenient? That's people want to join that church. You bet. <laughs> so Gnosticism says, okay, now here's the secret. The secret is you can become your own God. It does, and you can do that through immorality. You can do that through all of these other ways, and it doesn't matter because you're enlightened because you have a God within you. You have this consciousness, and so First John is is writing to say, listen, God is not light and dark. He's only light. There is no darkness in him. And so this dualistic uh, secretness to where you can achieve some kind of spirituality by going through all of this darkness and sin, it's not there. It's it's totally bogus. And so he's busting that out. He's saying, listen, we got to walk in the light as he is in the light. You you can't live a godless, immoral lifestyle and think that you have some kind of divine Christ consciousness in you. It's not going to happen. He says, this is how you we know we know God, is if we want to obey him. We want to live for him. We don't want to usher in some new age where everybody gets to be their own God. He says that if you claim that you know him, but do not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. So Elvis cannot live this godless lifestyle of sex, drugs, and rock and roll his whole life. All of his appetites were were for this world. And the Bible says you can't love the things of this world and be part of God. Elvis was describing one uh, one time uh, that he had a hot lunch. They were asking him, and he was describing uh, this one girl who said that he was with. She said He said that uh, she could wake the dead, hmm. talking about his experience with her. And then another time he said uh, that he had a hot lunch with this gal and— uh, what he didn't know is they were, you know, they were filming him. And then when he realized that, that there was a mic on him and they were filming, they said, Elvis, you know, hey, be careful what you say, because there's a, there's a, you know, we're, you're, this is rolling. And he said, and then he was, because he kind of laughed and then he said, what a friend we have in Jesus. Hmm. Started singing a gospel song. I mean, just like that would cover it. Unreal. So... You know, we hesitate, well, actually, we don't hesitate to tackle tough subjects, but I know this is one that is going to be offensive to a lot of people. And I don't know about you, but it makes me, it changes the way I hear him sing a gospel song. I mean. Sure, it does. Yeah. 
ranks right up there as Snoop Dogg, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. I mean, you when you put it that way, I know what it does for people with Elvis because it brings them back to their childhood and and the emotions they felt during that time. It's it's obviously more you know tender for them with Elvis than it would be Snoop Dogg, but it's the same difference. I mean, Snoop Dogg's cutting a wreck cutting an album or a record that says, so what, we get drunk, so what, we smoke weed, we don't care who sees. And then then you're going to come out with an album and produce an album called Bible of Love. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? So it, it's craziness, but this is, uh, this is the idea. We want to look at the spirit behind the music. And, uh, you know, Heartbreak Hotel, huge song for Elvis. And uh, what's one of the lyrics in there? I've been so lonely. I could die. Wow. Elvis had everything this world could offer, and he was never satisfied. And he ends up in Heartbreak Hotel. He ends up so lonely and and so miserable, and he died. And guys, Elvis is in Heartbreak Hotel right now. He's in a place of darkness. He's in a place of suffering. He rejected Jesus and his offer of salvation. He knew the gospel. He replaced the gospel, made up his own gospel, and lived his own way, and died, and now is in punishment. Don't follow Elvis. Don't follow this fake gospel that you can live however you want and think that you're going to be able to go to heaven and be in God's presence. It's not going to happen. Take it to heart. Don't live for the things of this world. Don't believe that it doesn't matter what happens to your physical body. There's a spirit behind it, and it's very dangerous. So thanks for listening to today's Rockcast. I'm Pastor Heath. I'm Matt. Think about it. Well, be so lonely, they could die.